0: Hi everyone, Robbie Lockie here, your host of the PBN Podcast. We're here with the amazing Chase Armitage. He's an actor, a vegan ambassador, a parkour athlete and a student of movement. Welcome Chase.
1: Thanks for having me mate.
0: So before we dive into your history and all the amazing things that you've done with your life, um, let's kind of go into your plant-based slash vegan journey and talk about how you entered the movement and how this lifestyle kind of how you came, came across this lifestyle.
1: Yeah, um, it started for me, so I've been vegan in four years now, and um, it all came about just because, uh, I think I've always been a very compassionate person, and, uh, but probably a little bit asleep, you know? It's funny, isn't it? You can, you can be a compassionate person, but you can still be asleep, and there's so many people out there walking around today that are in that same category. Um, so yeah I think it all happened when I went out to Thailand actually for um a parkour uh, shoot we were going to do, and I decided uh, I was like, you know what? i'm going to try not to have any meat whilst I'm out there just because in my my mindset back then was it might not be very good quality and stuff so I'm thought i just gonna go veggies Mm -hmm. so uh, two weeks in Thailand Mm -hmm. shooting the most like one of the hardest parkour shoots I've ever done Mm -hmm. uh, running off solely veggies Mm -hmm. um, and I felt amazing so I came back after about two weeks uh, in Thailand and Cambodia and I decided to just continue it on Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah and then from that point on I realized you know what this isn't that hard uh, because you know that's one of the things we fear, isn't it, when we first go vegan, it's like, this is going to be hard to find the food, how am I going to feel? Um, But once I sort of blew that stigma out of the water, Mm -hmm. you know, it was
0: quite easy to continue it on. Mm -hmm. And and when some people come into this lifestyle, they come in for different reasons, don't they? Sometimes it's environmental, sometimes it's health, sometimes Mm. it's... The animals at what point did you start to absorb the information about the environmental and sort of animal impact of cutting this these things out
1: yeah yeah Yeah, well for me the very the most important thing for going vegan was just the ethics you know like as soon as you see the cruelty and the the just absolute like insanity that you're taking part in as soon as you really make that link and that you know you you make that reference then uh, I just there was no way I could continue on Mm -hmm. you know supporting that so for me I hadn't you know like I hadn't really seen any of the the films at that point it was just a sort of a heart connection that Mm -hmm. what I'm doing is directly supporting this so I had to Mm -hmm. stop Um, and and I still stand to that today you know I've got well, I know of people that are sort of going almost back to the whole animal products because they think it's giving them nutrition that they're not getting on a vegan diet. Mm-hmm. And my standpoint is, you know, to be honest, I don't care about like, you know, if, for ha- if veganism was actually unhealthy for me, for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. I would still do it because, you know, my most important thing is mm-hmm. that it's for the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually turns out that it's better
0: for you, mm-hmm. you know, it's better for the health. Yeah. Um, And how different do you feel as a person physically with your sport um, compared Mm. to how you ate before? Because did you eat a lot of meat before?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, you know, like when I was 18... I was eating everything mcdonalds KFC, you know, kebabs. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe it. When I think about it now, it's almost like a new person. And I love that, you know, the mm-hmm. fact that we can almost become reborn. Right. Um, and are, they're all, that's just in the past. Mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. if it never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I used to eat all kinds of bad things. And I didn't feel that great for it, you know. Like, truly, you know, I've always said to people that I feel better now at 33 than I did when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I had knees.
0: You still look 18. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, man. I <laughs> like, you know,
1: I... I it's a little selling point, you know, mm. it helps me sell the vegan people lifestyle say people. say you age
0: backwards when you start eating a good plant-based diet.
1: Well, I agree, mate, I agree. <laughs> no, truly, you know, look at so many vegans, mm. and, and I think mm-hmm. there's a, a clear trend that mm. they have, uh, you know...
0: The vegan glow. <laughs> yeah,
1: the vegan glow.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same, like, I've got friends who are my age, because I'll be 40 next year, and, wow. like, people... Thank you. People have said to me, you know, you do look younger than what you did like wow, five yeah. or ten years ago. Um, and it is that glow, you know, we, you know, because not all vegan, let's obviously be clear to the listeners, not all vegan diets are healthy. You True. can eat a lot of junk, which can Absolutely. affect your skin and, you know, your your performance as a human. But if you eat a whole food, plant based diet, you eat lots of fruit in your diet, um, lots of water, and you eat clean, you are going to feel the benefits of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: and that's what I think there is a lot of confusion in the movement is or people coming into the movement, they see the word vegan, they automatically assume that it is healthy. Mm. And so obviously to clarify anyone who's listening who isn't sure the difference. You know, vegan is a philosophy that suggests we don't need to exploit animals to be healthy and happy, that we should in fact avoid all exploitation because it's completely unnecessary. We should eat what we want as long as it doesn't harm anything. Whereas obviously the plant-based movement, which is very much coupled with the health movement, is about eating, foods in their natural form rather than consuming something that's heavily processed or full of oil or salt or sugar because, you know, look at the 55,000 different fruits, vegetables, legumes, roots, seeds, Mm. nuts, grains that we have to choose from and people say, but your diet must be so restrictive. I know,
1: it's ridiculous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you have much um, kind of pushback from your friends or family or your peers when you decided to go vegan?
1: um not really no like luckily a couple of my friends all parkour athletes were mm-hmm. slowly making that transition anyway so it was quite nice to just almost tag on to those guys you know and um and then actually i have a team of 10, 15, 10 to 15 athletes that i train with and uh, at one point obviously we were the minority and now in our team we're actually the majority so mm-hmm. it's quite nice that um it's contagious mm-hmm. and you know they see what mm-hmm. you're doing and they're mm-hmm. obviously like. They see it's working, so mm-hmm. they give it a try. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really proud to, to know that, you know, my teammates are uh, all making that slow mm-hmm. transition now. Um, so, yeah.
0: And obviously, sport and also um, kind of parkour and, and you, the, the movement kind of world, is, it's quite dominated by men, isn't it, generally?
1: Mm, in the parkour free running world? Yeah, yeah. Slightly, yeah, but there's a lot more females yeah. coming into the game now.
0: And, and I don't know if you know, but the vegan movement is, is, is kind of predominantly women. It's some 85% women. Wow, I didn't know that. And men are kind of... What's quite interesting about the whole movement is is that, you know, obviously women adopt this, movement, this kind of lifestyle much more easily than men, it appears. Mm. But then, you know, you have a lot of men who are much more prevalent within the community. But it's an interesting dichotomy because obviously, you know, getting men into this lifestyle is quite difficult. Why do you think men find it so hard to drop me, because there seems to be a lot of fear around mm. it isn't there
1: that's a very you know very interesting point and i mean just from sort of like feeling it out i'd imagine mm-hmm. that it's yeah it's almost that um you know we've all been brainwashed haven't we and we know that uh, mm. and you know speaking from experience mm. you know we were always told that you know if you wanted to be big and strong you had to have your meat eggs and dairy and so <laughs> you know that's very hard to wash out of your brain mm. so mm-hmm. um, and guys being guys we all do want to be as big and strong mm. as we can generally and uh, you know if especially if you're an athlete so yeah. um i'd imagine that's a big part of it but i also think that you know being around a lot of yogis and you know spiritual people, mm-hmm. um, and trying to practice that way of life myself, I would imagine that. And well, I know that females are more connected to mm-hmm. n- to earth, you know, mm-hmm. to Mother Earth, mm-hmm. and so I find that they probably connect to that mm. um, philosophy more easily than men. You know, mm-hmm. uh, men can be very, we can have that sort of mm. a bit more, let's say, ego mm-hmm. mindset. But I think yeah. you know, females would find it a bit easier, yeah. so it's
0: nice. women are, are more in touch with their emotions. I mean, speaking of emotions and men and masculinity, you know, there was a lot of talk of kind of masculinity being in crisis in the world today. Then young men don't really know who they are who they're supposed to be anymore. Mm. Um, there's a lot of talk of privilege and, you know, people trying to understand what their place in the world is. And a lot of young men are and have for a long time struggled with their mental health. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but the single biggest killer of men in the UK now is suicide. Um, Wow. You know, some 5,600 young men take their own lives every Mm. single year. That's a whole rugby team of men every single day. That's incredible, isn't it? That's crazy. And that is potentially linked into how our society kind of creates expectations of young men. Mm. Um, And these are men under 55. So that's the kind of age group. Um, And I have sort of theories on how this obviously interlinks into diet as well, that men have this um, expectation of who they're supposed to be and what they should eat, what they should wear and the jobs that they should have. Um, I mean, growing up as a young man, how much pressure did you have to be a man and to be strong (laughs) and masculine and not cry and all that?
1: Well, I think I'm a bit of a special case, to be yeah. honest, because yeah. I've just, ever since I can remember, I've just been that kid that just never gave a shit what anybody thought, yeah. um, you know, like, my, it was my way, and I was always happy with my way, no matter how, I was always going against the grain mm-hmm. as a kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was, I was always that, mm-hmm. I was very different, I guess, and I never cared, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very grateful that I sort of was able to find that, because like you say, it's, it's not that easy for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I kind of found spirituality, I guess, quite right. at a young age. Mm. And, um,
0: and what was that? What spirituality? Again,
1: it's it's such a it's such a funny one because I can't put a finger on it and say mm-hmm. it's this, that, or the other. It's just, just generally, you mean connection? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think right. I've always been connected yeah. to, you know, nature, myself, yeah, yeah. and um,
0: yeah. Um, and it helps you be who you. It's totally helps you be authentic, right? Yeah, because I think this is what a lot of humans struggle with: is finding the balance between the masculine and the feminine. Mm. We live in a society where men are expected to be like this, and women expected to be like that, and it comes down to everything that we do: how we look, how we talk, how we walk, how we dress, Mm. our jobs. You know, our Western society forces us into these um, boxes. Yeah, absolutely. And I often talk about this on the podcast: is that you know we create these un. Realistic expectations on our young people and our friends and family when really we should just let people be whoever they want to be
1: Absolutely, I mean don't you think that social media uh, and say the change in technology is really uh, kind of Boosted that um, yeah. because you know now you've got all of these feeds mm. and everybody's you know either everybody's a supermodel or uh, you know an absolute you know meathead hench guy. Do you mean um, as in creating um,
0: impossible ideals? Yeah. Right. Or
1: yeah, and yeah. the fact that you know everything's filtered, everything's mm. photoshopped, right. everything's yeah. you know made yeah, to yeah. be more big and beautiful than yeah, it yeah. than it actually is, and so people, you know. trying to hit these goals and comparing themselves Mm. Um, and I've never been a person to compare myself Mm. really you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's what we need to do we just need to find happiness Mm. and contentment with who we are and how we are Mm -hmm. Um, and just be grateful for the gifts that we have you know like I think that's a really key message that's kind of got me to where I am uh, from an early age and that is you know just be grateful you know like there's people out there in the world that have got it so much worse than we have. And no matter how bad our problems are, they're probably just like, you know, a tiny little thing compared mm. to others. So mm. I've always rolled with that attitude and uh, and it's really helped me, you know, so.
0: In that thought though, do you think that social media is potentially damaging us as people with all this this opportunity to constantly compare ourselves because we're all there on Instagram, yeah. infinitely scrolling, looking. I mean, it's different. It I would say it's not necessary the case for you because you're, as you've just said, you're a person who's been very clear about the boundaries of your own identity. Your Mm. boundaries are very strong, clearly. You've built that strong wall around you, which sometimes can be impenetrable, I guess, Mm. but at the same time, you've created a strong resilience. And we'll talk a bit about it with fear and courage and parkour and stuff in a bit, but, you know, how can young people, how can people in general kind of arm themselves with that resilience to not really care what other people think about how they look or walk or sound. Or yeah, whatever.
1: totally. Well, it's all a mindset, isn't yep. it? You know, it's kind of going into ourselves and reprogramming mm. the way we see, think, feel about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, for example, if I'm scrolling through Mm -hmm. a lot of time, my emotions to things that are, you know, absolutely incredible or amazing or beautiful is, Mm -hmm. is inspiration, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'll look at that and I'll, I'll just feel my feelings are of inspiration Mm -hmm. or somebody that's doing better than I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I love that I'm able to watch that. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's generally not a feeling of, Mm -hmm. you know, I wish I was doing that, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's fair play to them, good on them. That's what I would like to achieve too, Mm -hmm. you know, so Mm -hmm. I think it's just reprogramming our yeah, the way, yeah, it's such a hard one, isn't it? Because to to try and give advice on how to say mm. reprogram someone who's maybe not thinking that way is, is quite a tough thing to do.
0: It's a slow process, isn't it? Because obviously slow process, you yeah. weren't, you didn't come out the womb and were magically no, this strong, absolutely. resilient young man. You, absolutely. you've built it up over the it takes years. Time, yeah. What what makes you different about other people? Do you think, like, why are you so different? Um, it's just genetics no no not <laughs>
1: at all mate honestly again like i i love the fact that we all start somewhere mm-hmm. and years and years pass and mm-hmm. like i told, told you earlier we yeah. can become a new person and mm-hmm. i'm so excited by that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the fact that when i was 18 i was a i was a meat-eating uh, unconscious you know being that did things that i'm not proud of now but mm-hmm. you know fast forward 10 years later mm-hmm. I'm a different person, mm-hmm. a truly different person, and mm-hmm. I'm excited that everybody listening, mm-hmm. everybody out there in the whole world universe, can mm-hmm. be that same transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole, um, you know, uh, caterpillar to a butterfly mm-hmm. philosophy. You know, right. so no
0: matter how bad things are, no matter how kind of hopeless the situation may feel, if you're a human being and you have the desire to create mm-hmm. change in your life, if you push yourself and you keep moving forward one day at a time. You know, you will achieve the things you Absolutely. want to achieve. Obviously, there are things that can work against you, privilege, economic, economics, mm. money, um, yeah. you know, illness, but if you're breathing and your heart is beating, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, you have the power to push things in the right Absolutely. direction, if you have that. Absolutely.
1: Love it. I mean, you're on a very good, uh, (laughs) very similar mindset. Yeah.
0: I love it. So as you know, I'm Buddhist, and this is part of my kind of spiritual philosophy is that, you know, our lives um, are our own. And that, you know, we are obviously inextricably linked to others. But with every thought, word and action, we're creating karma. We're creating Mm. a ripple of change. And that's why it's so important that the very limited time we have in this world, we have to use it wisely. There's some reports in the media um, all this week saying we have about 12 years left to turn things around on this planet.
1: Sounds about right. 12
0: (laughs) years left. That is Mm. terrifying. I mean, I've been saying this for years to people. We have to stop eating animals. We have to end animal agriculture. Mm. People keep saying to me, oh, we've got loads of time things will be fine. But if we don't turn things around and we don't all start thinking in a, a, we don't all have to be aligned politically, but environmentally, this is our home.
1: We all need to get on the same page. We all need to get on
0: the same page. And I think this is the power of human beings, our tribal nature. When we come together with a shared vision, we can create incredible change. So, I'm hopeful for humanity, but um, we do need to get our shit together. (laughs) 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 So, let's go back to animals. Now, obviously, veganism is all about animals and our relationship with them. We share this world with them. They are many in form, in shape, in size. Why do you think it's important for us to care about animals? Because obviously, they look different to us, they don't speak our languages. Um, Mm. But why should we care about them?
1: I mean,. I think anybody with a you know a beating heart in their chest uh, has the ability to understand that they are equal to us. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, you know, they're they're entitled to freedom and um, and happiness and to just you know go about as they were meant to be. And you know, I just find it absolutely ludicrous that you know. honestly it just blows my mind what we have created this it's the matrix it's so scary you know when the little when the humans are in the pods and Mm -hmm. we're just absolutely Mm-hmm. milking them for everything they're worth mm-hmm. we're doing that now with with like our fellow beings and mm-hmm. you know i, I it's obviously to say the usual argument a dog everybody it just annoys me that everybody loves a dog and treats it like a baby my brother does mm-hmm. um but at the same time we will go and have a you know a, a lamb's shank or something mm-hmm. the next moment mm-hmm. and you know and i've been to these i've actually been to when i was in italy i've been to some of these farms and you know, and I saw like a baby, a little baby cow and it was the most beautiful thing I've mm. ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked, it was as cute and as sweet and as adorable and as so a puppy. I- and so innocent. And so innocent, I know. And I was just like, how are we doing this? Mm. Like, it, it really does blow my mind. And that's the difference between people who are waking up and people who are asleep. Mm-hmm. We just need to wake the people up. Mm.
0: And that's why The Matrix is such a good analogy. So I we had Fre- Fraser Bailey. Have you met Fraser before? Fraser, he's a, he's a, sure. He was a, um, a butcher and now he's a full-time vegan oh, wow. because an activist activist wow. and a bodybuilder. Wow. Um, Fraser and I and you share the same story where we talk about The Matrix as the same as the idea of waking up. Yeah. from our kind of carnistic past mm. and you have the red pill and the blue pill and the red pill is awakening, Absolutely. it's the truth and the blue mm-hmm. pill is denial and sleep. You take the red Absolutely. pill, you, wake, you see how far the rabbit hole goes. The blue pill, mm-hmm. you wake up in your bed and everything's as it was Absolutely. before. ignorance. Right, yeah. you know, yeah. and ignorance is bliss and there's an the interesting thing about the Matrix is that one, the man who can continue to kind of buy into the Matrix's idea, there's that scene where he's eating the steak. Okay. Do you remember that? And he's eating oh, the steak yeah, and course. he's eating the steak yeah. and he's like, I don't care if it's not real. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, love yeah. the taste yeah, of this meat. Yeah, yeah, Interesting that it's meat, isn't it? Mm. And it's such a powerful message it that, really you know, because meat is, fle- is flesh, it's life, it's, be- it's a being mm. like us and ultimately they are us because we share like huge amounts of our DNA with these creatures. Mm. We are them, they are us. We are born of the same ancestors everything on this mm. planet and we're essentially consuming ourselves and when you kind of realize that it's mm. actually like earth shattering because yeah. you suddenly realize that it's the it's the snake eating its tail yeah and that's what humanity is we're trapped yeah. in this this, yeah. this 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 vicious circle that this, we can't get out of right and then some of us are waking up like people like neo in the mm. matrix yeah. suddenly realizing holy crap I've been consuming myself because mm. I think that's what happens in the Matrix. They also feed the dead back to. They
1: absolutely do. Yeah, yeah. They liquid, they liquidise them and then feed them back to themselves. And exactly. That, oh man, Matrix is too deep. Yeah, yeah we, could whole, <laughs> we could have a whole. We could have a whole, whole session on that. On the Matrix.
0: <laughs> but um, but but the awakening is such an important thing, and you know I think you know advocating for animals it helps us because it helps us understand who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: think we're just never going to, I just don't think we're ever going to spiritually evolve and grow as a race unless we do address these things, you know, like the fact is we don't have to eat them. We don't. And that's the bottom line, you know, like I can have an argument with anybody about veganism, but the bottom line is at this day and age, we don't have to. I mean, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, I recently came back from Greece and, um, you know, the the locals there were sort of saying, oh, you know, they were offended by me not having their local uh, Greek yogurt or, um, you know, their tzatziki. And uh, and I had to explain to him, like, you know, why I didn't want it. And he made a good argument because he was like, well, ours is local. It's from around the corner. And I was like, yeah, okay. But the thing is, so for me, like, I don't mind people out there in the sticks that don't have anything else. And they're, you know, they're having their goat's milk and they're not harming the goat, fine. But 99% of the people, we all live in a big city and we have every alternative. Mm. So we don't need to. There's no, there's no... And I think if we can just scale that up to the whole world Mm -hmm. to the point where nobody needs to, Mm -hmm. then I think we're going to make that that growth that we need to see.
0: And it's about changing and altering um, traditions as well, isn't it? Because ultimately, you know, our traditions Mm. and our kind of food traditions are such an intrinsic part of who we are as people birthdays yeah. Christmases <coughs> Thanksgiving mm. and I think that's what's so hard for a lot of people is because they have an emotional connection Absolutely. with food it's not so much about the food it's about what totally. the food means to them yeah. and that's what people are afraid of when they want when we say you need to go vegan because they're worried about missing out on those fry-ups and those birthday dinners and in, breakfasts in bed mm. and Christmas with mum and dad and or grandma or whatever um, but we are creating a new culture
1: I know and I think uh, you're absolutely right there because we're so stuck in the past and traditions you know like there's that tradition where um, I think it's one time in the year uh, they go crazy and kill all these chickens which mm-hmm. is like the most stupid
0: oh it's a Jewish, uh, religion. It. A Jewish mean, tradition I mean, yeah yeah what is a, that so far, about? Uh, like a, a an Orthodox Jewish tradition. Yeah, yeah. And I mean,
1: and I, you know, if the thing is, we're just again, we're stuck in these old ways, right? Because people did it before, we mm. feel that oh, mm-hmm. it's fine for us to do it now, but right. where's the growth? If mm. we if we stay in our in our old stuck ways, mm. we'll never grow, we'll never evolve. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like we need to let go of these old ways and move forward and mm. create new ways.
0: Well, that's the exciting opportunity we have in front of us. You know, we are a global movement of people of every color and culture mm. we can create a new culture and that's yeah. exciting and it is happening it you know? is happening
1: it gives me faith it gives me hope
0: so other than being an animal lover and a vegan you're also um, an athlete
1: Mm, Yeah, I mean, I've been doing parkour and free running since it pretty much began.
0: So what's parkour? Tell us what parkour is. Parkour
1: is is the art of movement, basically, you know, efficiency, getting from one place to the other. You've probably seen it. It's cool now. Everybody knows what it is. I often call you flying man, don't I? (laughs) Yeah, flying man. And I quite like that (laughs) because I'm working towards being able to fly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's basically the movement of, uh, you know, efficiency, jumping across buildings, going up over walls. It's about, you know, fluidity. Um, and it really tests your body physically. Uh, and I love that it's always given me that mental challenge as well, because I've always felt that if I was able to run and jump across a, you know, a 10-story building, then, and I have the faith and confidence in myself, then why wouldn't I have that same confidence for the rest of my life? So going into a business meeting or meeting someone for the first time, or uh, you know, deciding, Having faith in myself to 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 walk a different path, Um, so that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love parkour because talking about the philosophy and the matrix philosophy, Mm -hmm. it's always been there, you know.
0: Parkour
1: in the matrix, isn't it? Of sorts. Yeah, totally. They obviously he makes that jump, and they obviously talk about no one's ever made the first jump, Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that because it's basically saying that you know to do the impossible, at some point someone has to do it, Mm -hmm. and Neo is that guy. You know, he has to. At some point, he has to, somebody has
0: to take the, the leap into the impossible and achieve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you... Because some of the things that you do are insane. Flying over things, jumping over things, but not just like small things, huge things, cars, jumping yeah. over buildings. How do you manage to override the primordial fear that exists within every human being yeah that when you look over a ledge you feel like you're gonna fall and and hit your head, and like die on the concrete below like how do you override yeah, that
1: yeah well, first off, you have to overcome the uh, the urge to just want to go to the toilet right then and there. <laughs> so once, you, once you've got over that, yeah, um, yeah, no, it's amazing. I mean, like I say, this is why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I was out training yesterday, and we were doing the same, jumping like big roof gaps. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about it, being on the edge, and this like internal computer just starts running these mathematics you know these equations of like how far you can jump and you know and it all kind of just comes into a feeling Mm -hmm. and you either get this little tick box going yes i can do it or no it's just out of my reach Mm -hmm. um and it's amazing you know it's almost again it's a connectivity to yourself Mm -hmm. uh to your inner knowing
0: your inner
1: animal yeah yeah absolutely i mean you know
0: animals behave uh, they have it naturally you know and so do we absolutely we've lost it a little bit haven't we conscious we have this conscious brain over here which is always running distracting us
1: yeah well that's come from our parents you know like this uh, we've got switches haven't we and that's been pressed by our parents don't jump off that don't do that you hurt yourself you can't do that don't do that you know and so basically we're really trying to just block that out and just reconnect back to that say you know, uh, it's like a feline cat ability where, you know, like they always land on their feet. It's so, those so amazing. Are,
0: those genes are in us. Let's see, how many genes... <laughs> how many have we got? Does <laughs> humans share with cats?
1: And actually, you know, like once you start training, you realise that, uh, you know, you start doing these crazy falls, but you will land on your feet. And you're like, oh my God, like that's when you know you're you really sort of,
0: 90%. you're levelling up. Cats have ninety percent of homologous genes that humans have.
1: Wow, I just wish I had a tail. Is that? Because <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. cool. yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> but that's what's incredible about this whole thing and going back into veganism and understanding who we are as animals. Mm. You know, we are animals with great power, as in, mm. you know, influence. But ultimately, as I just looked up, you know, you have the DNA, the shared DNA of the feline within you. Mm. You know, and to get all kind of spiritual, like. I do believe that when people like you do these kinds of things, you're channeling parts of yourself that are obviously not necessarily human. They're the parts of you that are all those primordial mm. part, the creature within yeah. you that is, uh, is able to kind of like not use the rational mind. Because if you engage the rational mind, you probably would never jump Absolutely. those buildings. Absolutely. Yeah, you just wouldn't do it. Cause, right. Yeah. And that's what's inc- incredible and remarkable about it. So if you're listening, do check out Chase on. YouTube, Instagram, and you can see all his... Incredible! Yeah, I've had stunts. a lot of fun this
1: year uh, overcoming challenges, like, uh, you know, the whole car flip thing. Yeah, you've been um, touring, haven't you? Yeah, Tell us I mean, about we're not doing tour. it anymore, but we were doing the Fast and Furious tour. Yeah, and, what um, was that
0: about? Explain how that worked. I mean, and what I've, was. I've
1: always been a bit of a car fan, so, uh-huh. you know, ever since a kid, again, you have a very sexy car. you know, playing with your car toys okay. and stuff. So yeah, I got yeah. offered to work on the Fast and Furious tour, and yeah. um, they wanted me to be basically the stunt guy, stunt supervisor. It's a show, isn't it? It's a, it was a live show, Yeah. yeah. But it was cool because it offered me this opportunity to flip over a moving car at like 40 miles an hour. And for me, that's something I'd always wanted to do, you know, mm. randomly. Who wants to flip over a car? Um, but I wanted to. So it gave me the opportunity to practice mm. it safely. And then I was performing it in front of thousands of people. And uh, I've done 25 now. So that's, um, that's probably the last I'll do for a little while. But... You know, these sort of things are um, challenges, that you know, I absolutely love to see Mm. how far you can push your body. Mm. Um, And it's awesome. Like, I just love that I'm achieving these things, things that I dreamed of doing when I was younger and I'm doing them now. Mm. And, you know, I can say I'm doing it as a vegan. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I feel stronger, faster, Mm -hmm. fitter than I have ever done before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those people that want to argue that you're not going to be, you know, on your physical, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, on physical peak form, Mm -hmm. I can obviously...
0: Yeah, you're uh, clearly protein starved. Um. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously, <laughs> you got a protein shake or something? I'm, I'm, I'm withering away. Um, so with sort of parkour, that comes into being an athlete and kind of being, um, you know, being able to move. Now, when it comes to kind of food and health, like, how do you keep fit? Like, what do you do to sure. keep your body in its peak performance? Yeah. food and movement
1: wise. Sure. Well, I am very lucky that basically, you know, my job is parkour and free running. So when I'm not working on a, on a film shoot or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, um, I'm basically working on myself. You know, my job is basically to go and train. Um, so every day I'm either in the gym, outside, uh, you know, I supplement my training with um, other different um, disciplines. So rock climbing has become a really big one at the moment and bouldering. Um, but I do, I like, you know, I, can, I call myself a student of movement. So, you know, I go sky, I'm going to go skydiving next, probably next week or the week after. Um, you know, I love to snowboard, rollerblade. You know, I play badminton, I play tennis, like anything that is uh, allowing me to move my body. You know, I just, I love it.
0: Is people use this word adrenaline junkie? Now I know the, you, that gets thrown around a lot. Are you an adrenaline junkie? I
1: don't think I am. <laughs> it's weird. I honestly don't think I am. Because are you
0: high on your own um, hormones? Yeah, yeah.
1: But it is true. I mean, you know, you go out and you do it like yesterday. I went out, and had a little parkour session, and yeah. it just gives you this amazing Buzz. feeling.
0: That must be the adrenaline, though, surely.
1: It might be, but you know, I also think that I call it movement meditation, mm. and whether you're playing badminton, I played badminton and I went and did parkour last night, and at the end of the night I slept so well, I felt so good, because the parkour really puts you in the moment, so when you're jumping and you're working out a choreographed sequence and you're, you're, you know, you're doing it, um, you don't think about anything else, You know, you might have problems, you might have bills to pay, you might have a relationship problem, whatever it might be, but when you're practicing your art and you're and you're laying it down mm-hmm. and you, you know you're manifesting that sort of um, you know you might have a run that you want to do and then you manifest it and you do it perfectly uh, or you don't do it perfectly and you come back ten times ten you try ten times yeah. you absolutely. Get in the moment, and um, that's why I just love to promote it. And I tell anyone like I'm so passionate to tell people go and do a sport, or you know try what I'm trying because I love it, and I'm sure you'll love it too. Mm-hmm. And it was the same with badminton. You know, I was playing badminton, and it absolutely puts you in the moment. You're not thinking about anything else. You just, you're just doing it. Um, so that's why I love mm-hmm. sports, and I just think everybody should do something, do some type of sport.
0: People talk about flow, don't they? And that, flow state, yeah. yeah, and that the flow is the kind of key state that we want to get into mm. if we want to achieve that moment of clarity, because I think that's what you need, especially with parkour. But speaking of clarity and m- mindfulness and all that kind of stuff, you sp- said that you're a spiritual person. So like, how does that, how does that um, express itself in your life? Do you meditate? Do yeah, you, definitely. Your, I mean, you know, again, I've
1: really evolved from when I was a younger You know, a younger kid. Um, But I've always actually liked the idea of meditating, and uh, and I went actually I went and did some training with Wim Hof. He's the Iceman, and wow, I took back like so much from that um, experience. And he basically taught us his way of meditating. Um, And since I started practicing that, oh my god. You just, I can really find a place of absolute bliss and stillness and quiet. And though I, I am quite a relaxed person in my day to day life, um, I just find it's just so valuable, you know, like mm-hmm. just for the physical feeling and the quietness that you can gain from meditating.
0: Mastering your mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I know a lot of people do have a really busy mind or they are very troubled. And I just think that. It's the most simple thing, just to just to breathe, and this is the crazy thing about it that it is the most simple thing to do, and it's free, mm-hmm, yeah. and you can feel like you know yeah. so high from it, mm-hmm. naturally high. But yeah, we don't do it like enough. That's, yeah, I think even this is, I don't do it enough.
0: This is why people, I think. Um, struggle with it because they're like it's too simple it couldn't be that (laughs) simple but the mind is an organ the brain is an organ just like anything else and you know you can exercise it through meditation and it can be like a wild horse it can be like a babbling brook Mm. it could be like calm like a calm ocean day Mm. you know or it can be raging like a volcano And ultimately, you know, your mind, you are not your mind. Your mind is the tool in which you um, interact with the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And it belongs to you and you should master it. Because I think most of our suffering, as the Buddha said, came from the mind, comes from the mind. Absolutely. You know, it's not necessarily, it's all in your mind, but it comes from your mind. It springs from your mind. Mm. And when you can master your mind as a human, you, you, you know, you can become you could do great things, because mm-hmm. I think most of the time we're held back by the fear and the doubt and the self-loathing and all these things which are from within our mind. And yes, they may come from our parents and abuse and this and that, and all these different things around us, but we ultimately do have the power and an opportunity to be able to take that wild horse Absolutely. And, and kind tame of calm it. it and tame it, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, coming to the end now, so, um, if you were on a desert island, that vegan desert island, yeah. I mean, people always say it, but if you were on that island with okay. a pig. Oh, go get some coconut. What would you? <laughs> if, um, if you could take a book, uh, an album, and one vegan dish, what would you take with you?
1: Oh, I'll start with a vegan dish. And it would be because that straight away came to my head. <laughs> uh, I would have a Thai yellow curry with tofu. Nice. Oh, oh. good choice. Um, yeah. Pretty much eat those all the time, and an album. Wow, uh, you know what? Because I'm just such a I'm just such a D and head. It would have to be uh, probably Pendulum, because <laughs> I'll be raving on that island by myself. Yeah, um, that's. I think my heart beats to the you know pace of drum and bass because um gets me going, and uh, and a book. I really love The Alchemist. I've always loved The Alchemist as a book. I could read that over and over again. So it probably be that.
0: Mr. Chase Armitage, thank you for joining us on the PBM Podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure, my absolute friend. Absolute honour. I totally love and respect what you guys are doing. Thank you. You guys are the bomb. Thank you, man. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week with more veganism, health, fashion, technology, fitness, and everything in between. See you next time.